Hi guys, my name is Vaibhav and welcome to Chalchitra Talks. Today is the 100th episode of Chalchitra Talks movie recommendation series and today we have a special guest amongst us. His name is Peter Gold who is a writer and a filmmaker. He is also the co-creator and showrunner of one of my all-time favorite shows Better Call Saul. I spoke to Peter last week and he gave us not just movie recommendations but also a lot of books and podcast recommendations. So let's jump right into the conversation I had with Peter for the 100th episode of Chalchitra Talks. Hi Peter, hi, how are you? I'm well, how are you doing? Is it is it it's early in the morning for yeah, you? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 6:30 a.m. here. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, that's uh yeah. Well, so that's that's the time I usually get up around here. So there oh, you go. Nice to have you like on this chat with me and like I'm feeling so honored to have you for the 100th episode and uh, this is like a dream come true because I did not like I could never imagine that the tweet would actually reach to you and you would respond and this will happen. Well, I love the fact that you you guys are watching uh watching our little show. That means that means a lot. It uh you know, that's 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 terrific it's terrific to know that it you know uh it's it's uh that we've tro- crossed the continents uh in some way and that you guys are are willing to put up with all all the weirdness of the american yeah. legal system in your entertainment absolutely. absolutely we just love it do lawyers wear wigs in india or does that is that is that only in the uk now no so it was like a very prehistoric thing i don't know like this is not like in the current judicial system it doesn't happen right now Good. so uh peter i'll mostly be talking uh, taking recommendations from you because our channel is a recommendation based platform uh, like uh, and this is is like a movie recommendation uh, 100th episode so we can start with like uh, like your movie three movie recommendations or maybe more than three oh wow well i have you know obviously i love movies uh, i wouldn't be doing this if i didn't love movies from the time i was a kid i i uh, i was lucky i was lucky enough to be able to see silent movies uh, when i was a kid so silent movies have always been uh, really really important to me especially uh Buster Keaton was always was always a uh, a touchstone for me uh but then you know more and then you know a lot of the films of uh, Jean Renoir especially Rules of the Game it's always been has always been a big favorite but then there's also uh you know a lot of American classics like uh the Coppola film of course The Godfather of course but also Coppola's film The Conversation which uh which I saw as a child is is just it's a remarkable movie uh and I I never get tired of that one and of course you mentioned in your email uh Midnight Run yes uh which which is uh I think there are echoes certainly echoes of Midnight Run on in, in uh, Better Call Saul yeah. we talk about movies all day uh in in the writers room because we're all movie buffs and that's one of the things that uh we enjoy about Jimmy McGill yeah. is uh is that he's he's a movie buff and he yeah. loves movies yeah. and so we name check a lot of movies we use clips of movies within yeah. uh cuz he's like us in that way Absolutely. I don't think he's like us in a lot of other ways so <laughs> uh certainly you know all that jazz in the movie that gets mentioned really early yeah. uh network yeah. uh is is a just I mean a great movie a, a personal favorite of mine is is a movie uh called the in-laws okay. uh which was made in the 70s uh with Peter Falk okay. uh and uh and then there's another movie that that's 
really speaks to me as a as a filmmaker. Uh, it's a movie called Topsy Turvy, which yeah. is a Mike Lee movie about um, Gilbert and Sullivan. Okay. And uh, that's a movie. Uh, I wish it was a TV show because I would watch it every week. Um, and it's it's what it's about is, more than anything. I think is the uh, the joy of collaboration. Yeah. Uh, the what it's like to really not usually in movies and television and books, everything comes out of one person's head, and it's 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 about the the fight to get this thing made. And this is a particular uh, movie which has a lot of uh, stories of inspiration. Uh, and that it's and, and, and of, of what what it's like to sometimes the sparks that rise between people that yeah. make something that none of them could have made individually. So that, that's a big favorite of mine. I actually Boy, like I uh, Mike going. Lee's Naked also. Naked by Mike Lee. That, I'm a big fan. Oh, of yeah. That. That's much rougher. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a that he's a he's a remarkable uh, filmmaker. He His approach is really different. Yeah. Uh, just how he makes his films yeah. uh, is so fascinating to me yeah. because they come out of, uh, I guess, and I, you know, I'm not an expert, out of long collaborations with with yeah. actors uh, in a very structured. He has a very a structured way of doing that and develops the script with the cast, yeah. which is uh, it's fascinating to me. It's it's I mean it's yeah. almost the opposite of the way. Yeah. Uh, American television anyway works yeah. so that I love I love those movies yeah it's interesting uh, how and, you also mentioned Jimmy uh, being a f- fan of films because I was watching the episode nailed today the season 2 episode 9 and in which there is a dialogue uh, if you want to be a filmmaker grow up here he says to his filmmaking crew <laughs> yeah like so I like his filmmaking side also like as a filmmaker that the Jimmy that we get to see it's incredible yeah he's, he there's a there's an episode in season five uh where he's directing and he uses uh he says they're cue cards but don't look at them uh <laughs> be natural but enjoy it you know just do anything you want but do this uh, and he has he has a whole series of uh, uh, contradictory, this is Tom Schnauz wrote this one, yeah. a whole series of contradictory statements. And they're all uh, directorial buzzwords that we all use. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the little phrases that yeah. you use as a director. And one of the other directors on the show, uh, uh, Michael Morris, kind of smiled at Tom and said, you kind of ruined directing for all of us because now you've made fun of everything that we say (laughs) so yeah absolutely (laughs) so uh i also want to now talk about like the second question i have is about uh title intros because i've heard quite a lot of the better call Saul podcast the insider podcast and in one of the episodes uh you and Vince said that you consciously wanted to create a weird or a bad looking title intro for better call Saul. <laughs> yeah so uh i want to know which are the uh shows whose titles that you like like if you would like have to name three what a good question you know it's um i keep i always think back to the titles of TV shows that uh, I watched when I was a kid. Uh, and, and so I, I, I think the touchstones for me go back further in time, even then, I mean, certainly, I mean, Game of Thrones has a great title sequence, but the ones that I think about are the original TV show, Mission Impossible, um, which, which had, had a, a great Lalo Sheffrin uh, music cue. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, a fuse, going across the screen. And then there is rhythmically, 
there are shots, some, some of which are from the episode you're about to see. It's been imitated many times. And that, that one is just, uh, to me, very eye-catching and, and beautifully done. And in fact, one, it's, it's funny, but Skip McDonald, who's one of our, uh, one of the main editors on the, on the show, both shows, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, uh, comes from a show business and actually an editorial family. His father uh, cut, uh, uh, cut that show, uh, Mission Impossible. And so uh, he, he actually cut some of those, some of those, uh, some of those uh, intros that I think uh, I like a lot. There's also, um, there's a British show uh, from the 60s called uh, The Prisoner. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Patrick McGoon was the star. Fascinating show. Uh, it's a show about a, um, a spy. He's almost a James Bond type. And he, uh, he's going to resign from, uh, from British intelligence. And uh, he gets um, kidnapped when he's made that decision and spirited away to a uh, village uh, that he cannot escape from. And the opening titles tell the whole story of him resigning and getting kidnapped and being unable to escape, all encapsulated in probably uh, 60 seconds. And that's 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 uh, that's something that I I, I just I, I really uh, admire. But I also think there's something to be said for very short main titles. Uh, one thing, one of the trends now, uh, there's a show here called um, Fargo, yeah, uh, which is based on the. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that Fargo does is very interesting. There's actually, uh, I think, if I remember right, there's almost no main title at all. And all the titles go to the back of the show, oh. uh, including the director, the creator, and all that. Th those are also titles I like. I think when we were doing our titles, one of the things that happens when you do titles is that they, um, you can hire an outside company. And this is common that the, uh, they, 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 they will read your script and, or see uh, uh, some, some images from the episodes and they will uh, do a pitch and you, you'll read this pitch uh, you, and then you can give them notes, or you may even go out to many companies, and they'll all uh, they'll all pitch uh, their version of what your title should be. And I think when we did uh, both show Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, I think our our feeling was we, we kind of wanted to do it ourselves instead of having uh, and, out, and no matter how talented, brilliant outside company do it. So Breaking Bad, of course, is a very simple main title, and then uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, as you said, we decided to make them look as bad as we possibly could. <laughs> nice. That's interesting. Now, uh, the other question that I had, like I said, I'm a big fan of the episode Chicanery. Like, I have so much oh, to yeah. say about it. Uh, the monologue in that episode, like, is one of the highlights of the uh, episode. So, I wanted to know which are the monologues that have inspired you throughout your life that have stayed with you in a way, be it a TV show or a movie. Sure. Well, there, I mean, there's one in, uh, in Breaking Bad that I'm very partial to. I wish I had written it. It's when Mike, uh, Mike tells a story to uh, uh, Walt uh, about his time as a police officer. And he uses the phrase, no half measures. Uh, and that's, that was written by Sam Catlin. Uh, and I was actually on the set when we shot it. And I co-wrote the episode with Sam and uh, Jonathan Banks came up to me and said, oh, this is what I love this model. This is a tremendous opportunity for me. And I said, well, 
I'm so glad you like it, Jonathan. But, uh, you know, actually, I didn't write this one. I, it was actually Sam. And he was like, oh. And then every time he saw Sam after that, he would say, Sam! He was very happy to see him. Uh, you know, in terms of monologues, uh, there's so many. You know, one, one that always stays with me is a movie called uh, The Verdict, which actually David Mamet wrote. And there's a tremendous monologue at the end of it. It's actually a summation to a jury. And there's a character, the character, it's Paul Newman plays this character who is a, um, he's an alcoholic kind of uh, bad lawyer. And he has no, he, he doesn't articulate a philosophy during the movie until the very end. And it beca- it's a very religious speech too. It's, it's a beautiful, it's, and it's all done in one shot with Paul Newman doing, doing this, this enormously effective uh, monologue, which is about the case and about basically he's, he's, he's talking to the jury and all the evidence that his, his client um, was wrongfully killed has been excluded by the judge who is um, partial to the other side. And it seems like he's lost it. And then he, he gives this speech, which is just, it's just fantastic. Uh, and that, that makes it, it, you feel almost finally, this guy who's been kind of inarticulate through the whole movie finally speaks from the heart. And that is a tremendous, tremendous monologue. I, I think that's great. Um, if you ever seen the movie, There Will Be Blood? Yeah. Uh, uh, that has some, I mean, basically anything, anything in that movie is, is they're all great monologues. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, have you seen anything from India recently? Any TV show or movie that you might have noticed? You know, I'm going to ask right now. I need your help because <laughs> I'm going to be very embarrassed, uh, and I'm going to sound very uh, provincial uh, and say I haven't. And so, what's your recommendation? And by the way, by the way, I'm on Twitter, and so if any of your viewers want to tweet at me yeah. with uh, a recommendation <laughs> of where to start. Uh, uh, where to start I'm, I'm absolutely wide open so I have a couple of recommendations for you there's a film which came out last year it's called Eeb Ale U it's about a guy whose job is to scare off the monkeys so there is a big problem of monkeys in India and in the especially the northern part of India so in New Delhi where all the government buildings are there a guy is given a job to scare off the monkeys and he uses these three words Eeb Ale U and this is how, by the dictation of these three words, he scares off the monkeys. But the problem is he's not able to scare off the monkeys. He just sucks at that job <laughs> of scaring the monkeys. Wow. Will you tweet? Will you uh, yeah, yeah, uh, email definitely. me or tweet? Send, send, that, send that title to me yeah. so I, can, I have it written down. That's yeah. great. That sounds great. So, and the other one is a movie called Court. I wanted to recommend this to you because it's also related to the judiciary system of India. It's directed by Chaitanya Tamane. So, Court is a movie which shows you the true side of the Indian judiciary system. How so many people are there and nobody actually cares about what's happening inside the court. And Chaitanya Tamane is very, very young. And his film uh, got selected in Venice Film Festival like uh, this time. Yeah. So wow. uh, his new film, it's called Disciple. Uh, and he's very young. Like he makes me jealous because I think like I am 26 and I think he's 29 or 30. <laughs> so he is doing. Oh, <laughs> you guys. 
<laughs> so these would be the two films and there is a filmmaker from india who is like uh, who started this indie movement his name is anurag kashyap anurag kashyap has made a lot of films like gang of vasipur uh, black friday so uh, you should see everything by anurag kashyap i'll send you the complete list on the email oh please please do <laughs> that 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 sounds great these are great recommendations yeah thank you so much peter now i want to move over to the books and uh, first i would like to know as a writer do you prefer reading fiction or non fiction i read both um you know it's one of the difficulties of uh what i because making the show is so all consuming i don't read as much uh outside because i'm reading scripts <laughs> uh i'm not re- i don't read as much as 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 much as i used to uh but i like them both um uh sometimes sometimes it's easier to read nonfiction uh but my daughter uh who is a college student who's not that much younger than you uh is uh she's she's been she's had me reading i uh she's been pushing books on me there's certain books she said you have to read this dad and uh she's had me reading um the french author emile zola uh and, and uh i i just finished uh one the other day uh le bête humain uh the human beast uh and it just it uh it knocked me on my ass i thought it was really spectacular so i think i'm going to be reading some i'm some more zola for that's for sure i read them both i do and i you know i you know i've been reading about uh i i you know reading about uh world war 2 and there's also a um non-fiction wise uh there's a book that's that is really helped me to understand my own country better uh much better it's it's a book called Nixonland by Rick Perlstein and it's a work of uh it's fairly recent history it's all it's all about america in the uh uh really the 60s and 70s it's it's called Nixonland but it's not just about richard nixon and it really in these it some of the events uh i was a i happened in my lifetime but i was a small child and it, it really helped me to understand uh the us better and also to understand uh what's happening in the US now uh a little bit not not that much but a little bit okay so any fantasy recommendations or like fiction recommendations oh fantasy yeah oh well yeah i mean you know fic- uh absolutely fiction uh well you know catch 22 yeah. which is a book by joseph heller is yeah. is is an all-time favorite of mine uh it's very funny it's a very funny book I also love uh Kurt anything by Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. Uh Slaughterhouse Five. It's a wonderful yeah. wonderful of Slaughterhouse Five absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Another World War II book. Yeah. Uh you know I love um uh, Charles Dickens. Yeah. Uh you know I read Bleak House uh recently uh because I was you know it's another it like the movie you were talking about it's a, a great book about the legal system. Yeah. And that was really interesting to me. uh what else um yeah that's i mean that's 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 a lot and then yeah. I, you know i've been reading a little bit of history i read about uh i've been reading about the battle of britain and oh there's a book uh there's a historian named anthony beevor uh a british historian who is 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 really uh writes riveting books um and he wrote a book about stalingrad that i loved and also george orwell i've been reading yeah. i've read george orwell's fiction but i hadn't read his non-fiction oh. and i just read um uh, homage to cataluna 
and then um, uh, Down and Out in Paris and London, okay. uh, which are both, I mean, they're both rip-roaring reads, really, wow. really enjoyable. And then, of course, on a lighter, uh, lighter somewhat lighter, uh, anything by Stephen King. Yeah. Uh, I'm, all, I'm all for Stephen King, absolutely. So as we are coming towards the end of the conversation, I also want to know about uh, some uh, additional recommendations. Like uh, you are also part of the Insider podcast of Better Call Saul. Are there any podcasts that you listen to by yourself? Like are you a podcast fan in general? Yeah, I love podcasts. Uh, it's one of the problems of the pandemic is I'm not in the car at all. Okay. Uh, I'm at home all the time, so I don't listen as much. Uh, there's, uh, again, history. I love uh, the BBC History Extra podcast. And there's also a BBC show called In These Times with uh, Melvin Bragg that I love. There's, um, there's a, a podcast called 99% Invisible. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, a podcast which is about um, uh, design, the design of the world wow. uh, that I really enjoy. And I also listen to a lot of, uh, or I have listened to a lot of American political podcasts, uh, but I, I would, I think American politics is, a, is I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, uh, recommend that particular black hole or, uh, you know, I'm not gonna, for, to anybody else, I think that's a, that's a, oh, there's another, there's a, there's a, uh, an artificial intelligence podcast uh, that's hosted by uh, an academic thing, Lex Friedman, uh, the Lex Friedman podcast, that's also, also sometimes very, very interesting. Uh, he interviews a lot of people with some fascinating ideas, including Elon Musk. Okay. So uh, yeah, there's, it's, uh, podcasts are, are incredible. And I love, of course, movie, movie podcasts and interviews with with filmmakers uh are always it roger deakins just came out with yeah, a podcast i've only listened to a little bit of it yeah. but uh i think that's that's very exciting yeah. that there's a venue for uh, to hear what roger deakins and his friends absolutely. think about filmmaking absolutely so uh, i have heard about your favorite films tv shows podcasts, books and now on a lighter note which are your favorite superheroes uh, my favorite superhero is a um you may not be familiar with him because he's an American television character okay. named Columbo, played by Peter Falk. And he's a um, he's a police detective. And his superpower is that he's he's uh, he, he seems like a fool, but he's actually brilliant. And he has no he can't fly. He can't fly. But he is a superhero because he always, he has he's super perceptive about human beings and about he's super logical and so i think he's my favorite he's probably my favorite superhero uh i also uh when i was a kid i loved um batman batman yeah. uh was always a big favorite of mine and of course superman superman yeah. uh those are those are you know pretty uh, pretty basic you're pretty basic superheroes really <laughs> okay i am such a big fan of the side characters which are there in Better Call Saul, like the filmmaking crew. And uh, my personal favorite is Dr. Caldera, who is the veterinary doctor. <laughs> so I, I had also written it in the email, like, would it be possible to make a spin-off series of Dr. Caldera after Better Call Saul? <laughs> what a great idea. I love that idea. Um, I love Dr. Caldera. He's played by Joe DeRosa, who is a, uh, a very funny stand-up comedian. Uh, boy, what that would be kind of interesting. What do you think the show would be? What would happen week to week? Would he be uh, 
He'd be he'd be he'd be uh, taking care of animals, and then what else? We would know, want to know the backstory of him. What did he do in college? Like, how did he end up? Maybe he wanted to become like a cardiologist and like a, 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 a like neurologist, but did he ended up becoming a vet? So, what's the story there? Maybe something like that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Maybe he has a gambling problem, yeah. and that's that's why he he needs all that extra money. Yeah, uh, but how did he get started? I mean, that's a great question. How did he, how does he get started? Uh, how does he get started knowing everybody in the underworld yeah. of Albuquerque? Uh, I like I like it's a great idea. We'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Yeah, I so, like Joe, and I, I know Vince does too. Yeah. So I did not know he was a stand-up comedian. So thanks for that trivia also, because I, like, oh yeah, you can find him on YouTube. He's very funny. Oh, thank you so much for that. Uh, and that's it. I think we are running short on time, but like, uh, I would just like want to thank you again, Peter, for the whole thing, for doing this conversation with me, especially for the hundredth episode. And this would mean so much to our fans. And this is such a big, big honor. Thank you so much, Peter. Oh, oh well, thank you very much, and thank you, thank you for watching the show. Much appreciated. Yeah. Thank you. Please watch Charge for Talks and subscribe right below on YouTube.